Did you say the three, um, the stage out of them? Um, like, release the early stages of what he's going to look like in the movie. That one was, there was rumors he was going to be Agent Venom and everyone said, what the fuck would Eddie Brock be that? Yeah. That'd be good. And they've leaked it before, like, they leaked that weird green goblin. They didn't yeah. use it. But when people colour it in, it's cool. Mm. Uh, I think it's going to be rated R because the director said we're going to make it the only rating that suits it. X. It's all pornographic. Wow. Well, me and Sean were talking about this. I don't think there's one above R. But to have Carnage in it, it would probably be somehow worse than an R rating. Because mm. he just knocks the meat out of bitches like a train. Oh. Ladies and future boys. The episode I've all been waiting for is here. My name is Toby DePaula, and this is the School for Wayward Nerds. Uh, this Ed Game Thursday also brings with it my producer, Kai Steen. I'm here. The White Collar. Mm. And Megan Chikatilo. Hello. Alright, the episode you have put on here is all about the golden age of one of the 90s biggest comic book characters that wasn't Venom, my conduit into all nerd things, from games to comics to cartoons, fuck even podcasting and tattoos. Today we are going to learn about the rise of Dr. Harleen Quinzel. Uh, let's kick things off with introductions. How did we all find this psychiatric turned psycho? Um, you forced her down my throat? Yeah, that's not all. I know you forced her down our throats too. Yep. Yeah, that's kind of, yeah. Basically, this episode is just Toby peeping. Mm-hmm. We don't even have to be here, really. <laughs> okay, bye. Thanks for listening. See you all in the next one. Yeah. <laughs> the next one's gonna be fun. Yeah, the That's next one will be fun. We, we all came to it from Arkham Asylum, yeah? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I bought Arkham Asylum on a whim and was completely blown away by the dark and beautiful world the game puts you in. Before this, I only knew Joel Schumacher movies, so I wasn't really expecting this. So we didn't even see the Tim Burton ones until later. Cool. Yeah. Um... Early on in the greatest game in history, we meet a blonde squeaky nurse, and I googled it trying to figure out all these characters that weren't Jim Carrey, and I found a link to Mad Love. Um, from there, I watched everything, read everything, found podcasts to teach me more about the characters. Uh, everything stems from this character. Hell, even my music tastes come from YouTube compilation videos. That's weird. <laughs> Shit. Alright, so this saga begins in the Warner Brothers Animation Studio. After the success of Tiny Toons, television producer... Um, Gene McCurdy pulled all the workers into a meeting and said they'll be doing more Tiny Toons and expanding their horizons. <laughs> Talking about shows featuring the Griswolds. Every time. <laughs> or the Gremlins or something to do with the new Tim Burton movies. Um, one young man named Bruce Tim went away from the meeting and began working with Eric Radomski on what became the Batman animated series intro. Um, if you haven't seen this before or it's been a while, seriously go back and look. Like, it's really good. Um... From here, the cartoon burst right from the pages of DC Comics and was loved by all good people. Um, one of the champions behind this show was a man named Paul Dean, who brought amazing and deep stories to what could have just been another kid's show, given this was at the same time as, like, fucking He-Man and all that sort of no. really dull stuff. He-Man's 80s. Yeah, it, it went long enough to be at the same time. 
Okay. Yeah. Um, when writing episode seven titled Joker's Favor, he thought it would be a fun gag to have a girl work for the Joker just to spice up the stereotypical goon squad that every villain had and call back to like the weird groupie villains that were in the old 60s Bill Dozier version. Um, originally not having a name in the script and voiced by which is one of his buddies that he had with him at the time, um, Hench Girl made her debut on the 11th of September 1992. Um, voiced perfectly by Arlene Sorkin, the character was loved by all involved with the cartoon and she was brought back here and there to give the Joker someone to bounce lines off of, reappearing in The Laughing Fish, Almost Got Him, The Man Who Killed Batman, and becoming a major player in the episode Harley and Ivy. Within the year, she'd made her first comic book appearance in Batman Adventures 12, and later added to official continuity during No Man's Land. That is an issue I'll never get, uh, Batman Adventures 12. How much would that be? It's, it's about 800 now. You, you and me already had this argument for years I've always said to you do you have Harley's first appearance and you go yeah no. and then last week you're like no I don't no. I have a different one yeah you're a dick yeah I never got around to it and then Suicide Squad came out and it's just unattainable now mm. you should have brought it no, I should no, I should do a lot of things should get into a better character maybe um so it was in February of 94 when Harley officially got her origin story. Uh, this character was becoming something and it had, and it was time to put a story behind her. Uh, Paul Dean and Bruce Tim began working on Mad Love. It's this, um, it's this amazing origin story that's just really fun to play in. What they wanted to do was something similar to Clarice Starling and Hannibal Lecter. But what if at the end Clarice had fell head over heels in love with Hannibal? That was their idea. Um, if you haven't read this book, please pick it up. Um, it and Preludes and Knock Knock Jokes were my first comic books. Um, uh, the rushed, the, yeah, yeah, the quickly summed up version is a young Harley Quinzel, fresh out of university and interning at Arkham. Um, the, her owner, owner, her supervisor, Dr. Leland's like, what are you doing coming to this shithole? And she says she has an interest in larger than life villains and there might be plans to write a sort of tell-all book and become famous like a Dr. Phil person. Hmm. Um, it's there when she first sees the Joker and is immediately into his flirty behaviour and she is and she's getting left flowers in her office from him, which I fear is about the letter. How would he be able to do that though? But I think everyone just comes and goes how they want in Arkham. <laughs> it's not really It is yeah, Arkham. It's, it's Arkham. not really set rules. Yeah, it's kind of a shithole. Yeah. Um, yeah, she goes back down to his cell and confronts him about it and they have this great conversation and he hints about wanting to tell her all of his secrets. Um, eventually working there long enough to do private interviews with him, she tell, he tells her this sad and touching story about his abusive father and Harleen starts to see the psychotic monster as this sweet and lost boy who just wants to make people smile. After realising... He, he does a real good job of, like... I'm yeah. not crazy. I'm yeah. just sad. Yeah. Mm. Just want you to be happy. Get me out of here he and is. help me kick people's butts. <laughs> yeah, after realising she loves him, Batman brings his pummel ass into the asylum once again. And just the rage of seeing what Batman's done to him is this fucking great panel. And also the next panel is Batman's What's This Bitch's Problems Price Face. That's pretty good too. <laughs> Um, she takes off stealing a costume and some lightly edited gags, one of which is a rubber chicken with just a brick in it. Oh. Oh. <laughs> um, which, I, I fucking love that stuff, like, the whole... 
it's a goofy thing, but it's just been edited just enough to be insanely fucked up. Yeah. Because she puts a brick through a co-worker's head that she was working with maybe an hour ago. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not covering the whole book because it's your duty as a listener to either own it or have already read it. Um, but it's so well written and solidifies all the greatness of the character. It also shows the brutality of it all. Um, yeah, sure, it is all fun and games, but she did crack a brick into the back of someone's head. Um, that, that's the version of Joker and Harley I sort of picture in my head as the perfect version. Like, they act like they live in the Looney Tunes world, bringing giant mallets down on people for some yuck yucks about it. Or imagine, you know, them standing up with their teeth like pianos that do a little tune and fall out, like in all those old cartoons. I imagine them thinking that's the shit that's going on around them, but in reality, it's just a man who looks like a saucy pizza from the neck up. With the success of the book and the animated series adaption, it was time to bring her into DC mainstream. The origin stayed the same, adding to it her immediate capture, so when the earthquake that started No Man's Land happened, her cell, her cell crumbled and off she went into the world. Um, having her own series and doing some great stuff in the other titles from there, uh, one issue of Detective puts her against Peyton Riley, one of my other favourites. Um, her solo title had um, her and the Joker break up and her sort of trying to find herself, but really shit at it. What? She can be Harleen with that Joker. She cannot be Harley. Mm. Yeah, and like, the, to in, be that character, she has to have him as the foil. Mm. And the series is like, oh, maybe I'll try to be someone else's sidekick and that doesn't work out. She's like, maybe... Maybe I'll get my own psychics and start my own gang and she just does this terrible job. And she's like, ah, fuck it, I'll hide in Metropolis for a bit. And then she ends up making a Bizarro. And oh. Bizarro's her friend for a bit. And then she explodes. Oh. And she has to sort of talk her way out of hell. So. Those are really awesome. good comics. Yeah. Um, I bought them, you can borrow them. That'd be cool. Yeah. That was one of the first comics that you bought for me. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, it's, it's a well-written, well-drawn series of her trying to be the hench girl somewhere else, trying to... Yeah, she, she does a lot of stuff that she's terrible at. She tries to be Batgirl once. That offends everyone in the Batgirl, like, who is friends with her, because it's like, oh, she's wearing that costume that you lost all mobility in. That's not very nice. Kind of in poor taste, because her boyfriend did that. Yeah. It's, it's all this, that's why she hides in Metropolis. She's like, oh, I have a girl gets upset. I don't know what the problem is. I did something offensive for Runway. She essentially blackfaced for the Bat family. Yeah, um... She batfaced? Yeah, she batfaced. Batfaced. Sorry, I just... It was just so open. (laughs) I had to take it. So, um, the revamp in in that series titled Vengeance Unlimited is still one of my favourite comics to date. It's like she's... it's, It's in this dark and gritty world, but just the perfect amount. It's still super fun and she's still like a powerful character but it's not that oh look how dark I am for the sake of dark every X-Men wears black leather instead of their uniform kind of shit oh like it's still fun but it does have brutality to it too it's, they, they it's, it's the perfect did, balance they definitely live in the Looney Tune world yeah like it's very Roadrunner hmm yeah um yeah seriously give the series a crack uh get ready though because the ending is like super fucking sad so be prepared for when that happens ending of what uh, the original Harley Quinn Quinn series what happens he ends up letting a child go blind for money Jeez. spoilers yeah. yeah and the guilt makes her like 
Check herself back into the asylum. Wow. Yeah, because yeah, she's talking to herself and like Holly in her head's like, you're a fucking irredeemable piece of shit. Get the fuck out of here. She's like, oh. Okay, I go back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so then come back to that flower in the origin. So I think it was affected by poison ivy. Like maybe Joker had to edit the flower a little bit without realizing what it's for. Maybe. Because she's very protective over little Harley, and I think maybe there's some guilt over oh, yeah. what happens to her existence from that point, literally almost. Nah, I'll bring that up later. Yep. Because <laughs> um, their sister, like, Bond is one of the greatest friendships in comics. Like, I love those two together. Like, Deadpool has Cable, Lou Costello has Bud Abbott, and, you know, Wacky Harley has to have Ivy as a straight man. They're definitely, like... Um, every like sidekick and that you always have like those two people you have one that's really crazy and then one that's still got that brain about them mm, every Ronald McDonald has to have a hamburger no well like um yeah in, well yes but you've got like pain and panic you've got like every one that has like multiple sidekicks you've got that like crazy one Lucia and then the cricket or like mm. they balance each other out because ivy is so straight and often sick of harley's shit yeah is that buddy cop dynamic thing yeah yeah i brought up uh bud and lou on purpose because you know the hyenas um i love them in the animated series and unfortunately they've met a grisly end in a couple of incarnations uh one of which was the arkham games Remember finding those? Yeah, the yeah. penguins got them trapped. Yep. Yeah. Oh, they trapped in the ass. The bit. The bit? Hmm? But I kind of want them in Justice. In Justice, they're a special attack. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure they got killed in all this while. Maybe. I know in the New 52, they get given rabies and just put them down. Oh. Yeah, Joker gives them rabies. Yeah. The one I read, she got a dash down from a dude. <laughs> That was a good one. I actually liked those few sort of things. How did you like it? She didn't do anything. She saved dogs and then she went to the... See, that's the thing. Well, we we, on, we gave Megan we'll book where a dog gets saved. So. Yeah, so I was excited she, about it. Uh, we'll, we'll, and then we'll, that, we'll, that we'll, beaver we'll, almost got eaten, so I was like, yeah, get rid of him. Because he's weird. We'll get into this yeah. later. Well, well, I've sort of... We've wandered away, but I was going to tension into the Arkham games from there. <laughs> so um, in the first game, Arlene Sorkin returned. Um, the follow-up games featured Tara Strong as uh, Gotham's greatest groupie. Arlene always had this little shake and flinch in her voice, like perpetually she, she knew she was about to be hit by either Batman or the Joker. Um, I don't think Tara could match how made for the role Arlene was because the role was, the role was literally made for Arlene. Tara's better. At other stuff? No. I don't like it Harley because it sounds too much like Toot from Draw Together. The one in Arkham Knight. She does the best job. She's getting better at it every version I've heard, but it's no, still not my one. Wasn't the chick from um, Big Bang meant to be her in something? Yeah, yeah. she's yeah. in the Batman yeah. and Harley Quinn movie. Mm-hmm. What about the it? fuck is that even a thing? It's weird because I expected her to like be better at it because she's got the very squeaky voice in Big Bang Theory, but she doesn't really do that voice in the cartoon. Hmm. No, I Which I feel like is why they're harder in the Maybe movie. someone said, hey, grown women don't talk like a fucking rubber chicken. A rubber chicken? <laughs> yeah. She sounds like Duck Army. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, at any rate, she helps the Joker get around the asylum and organise his party for Batman. Uh, eventually, she tries to fight Batman, and she's so harmless that she is just a cutscene of the whole boss fight. Electrocutioner had more fighting ability. He did. You actually have to fight him. Um, when Arkham City rolls around, the reasons oh, that wait. deserve their own episode, Harley takes over for the Joker. How yeah. come when Batman fights her, he literally just like dodges the kick and that's it? Yeah, he just pushes but her. But then when you have to fight her in the DLC, when you that girl and Robin, it takes like fifteen minutes of just constant punching for her to fall. Well, she bounces back. Because she's been altered by Poison Ivy, but no, she's still not that threatening. <laughs> just push her down. Arkham games. Hmm. Poison Ivy didn't do shit. Yeah. When? But it's still in, like, all the riddle backstory stuff. It's still at her continuity. No, the drugs, bug. The only drugs I'm on is happiness and sunshine. Yeah, cunt. What? <laughs> 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 I don't know what's going on. Yeah. So the next game to come out was Arkham Origins, and holy fuck, the Dr. Quinzel stuff in this game is so fucking amazing. I think that's the best oh, example so good. of the two. Yeah, it's, that game was and still is seriously underrated. Um, so it's like the Mad Love version, but it tied it in with Joker's first meeting the Batman as well. Um, it, I'll never do it justice, so just fucking just watch those cutscenes on YouTube. Seriously. Well, it, even play just play the damn game. Mm, it's yeah. a very good game. Even just the audio, because you don't need to watch this. Just Joker going for a walk. In yeah. Some weird shit. Yeah, like he's rambling about how Batman was giving him a challenge, a companionship, and this like weird light in his dark, sad reality, and how he's misreading the feelings for her. And he just, oh, the look on his face, like, he takes it immediately and just seizes the moment and just, like, oh, you're an escape route. Yeah. Yeah, Arkham Knight gets props for fixing the biggest problem with Harley the games had. They put her in the original costume in some of the DLC. Do you have a favourite Harley costume? Oh, this is a good one. Yuck. Uh. <laughs> no, all, all the Arkham games, her costumes were fine because they were still matching. It shit like the suicide thing was squad. like when she was a doctor in this arm, like it's kind of appropriate. Like no, it like, makes sense. In, yeah, but then like it, it's shit like Suicide Squad where it has nothing to do with her. It's not even the right color scheme. Yeah, I hate when stuff like she's she's red and black. That's it. Yeah, I I like the Arkham Knight costume the best. I hate mm. how in Injustice they've put like bright white pink and Yeah, but those they have to choices. have different colours for her. They yeah, can't just have one way. option and like twelve for everyone else. That's true, but some of those ones are pretty outlandish. Yeah. Yeah. Unless they get a bunch, like there's a few characters where it's like, oh these are all different shades of black, that's not very exciting. Like I think Like I wanted can... a pink as fuck catwoman, like in the nineties when she had the full body big ears and shit there is one for that it's purple yeah but it's still not it's still super no, dark all Captain Cold's are the same yeah they're fucking identical I reckon it would have been cooler if they did like purple and green for it um but then yeah in uh yeah. Batman Harley Quinn like with the dot dot next to it like yeah. which is which is her first entering the the main continuity there's her trying on costumes before the Harley one and there is, like, a lot of, like, just a female version of the Joker ones with, like, mm. a big puffy wig and stuff. It's, no, you, you don't need the, the don't green. Want that. No, you don't want Okay. I, I, I've been to that and worked. No, you don't. But I don't want to go there. Yeah. The reason why she looks so good in, like, a basic costume 
is because he is so over the top mm. and mm. it's so outlandish to have that like pairing it complements him which is what he wants mm. but it also gives her like something to you know it's a very iconic you sit there and you're like oh yeah that's Harley mm. anytime someone gets an opportunity to do a variant cover it's always in the classic costume now Ooh. It's a lot sexier too than a lot of the stuff they come up with. Mm. If she shops at Supre, that's just a dime a dozen her bag. Exactly. <laughs> mm. I like the idea of like this dark, horrible, dirty alley in Gotham, and then like that that bright red just cobbles in and shoots you immediately. Like, there's something off kilter about that that isn't replicated anymore. No. Nah. Um. Yeah, so I put her back in the costume in Arkham Knight, which I liked. And it has, like, the big ears on the cow. I don't like when they're short. Um, all the Harley stuff there was great. Like, her quest on finding the Joker was amazing. And when she's inside the film studio with that with a huge highlight for me, like, that whole bit was great. Yeah, it was... I'm trying to be vague here I did like for when we cover that episode. But when Henry does the triple murder-suicide in front of Harley, that's, fucking, that's my favourite part of the whole game. She's good in them games as well because she's still got half a conscience, hmm. and that's how she should be. Yeah, she can handle her own. She's she's got like a brain going on. It it, it was a very think, good version of the character. The only thing better than the games is the tie-in comics. I hmm. think she's good in them. So that's the thing. Harley is intelligent. Yes, yeah, she's a lovesick puppy, but she has a brain. Hmm. She just doesn't because use it ever. You have, to, you have to have a brain to go through all of that time to be a psychiatrist. Yeah, but they go into that in the Mad Love thing. It's like she's the closest anyone's got to killing Batman at that one, at one point. Hmm. No, but Killer Croc threw a rock at her. <laughs> threw a rock at him. And they were like, whatever. He's a big rock. Yeah. Um... Did you read any Gotham City Sirens then? I didn't get to. No? What about you, Kyle? You did. Kyle's read it. I've read this. I like that version as well. Um, After being, like, pulled out on her ass by Joker, she just kind of goes and hangs out with Ivy for a bit, and then Catwoman becomes a part of their gang as well, and that's pretty much their origin. She was pretty hanging out with Ivy. Yeah, all her and Ivy hang out pretty regularly. Mm. And Catwoman, I think we've spoken about it before, Catwoman has just basically survived, um, oh, what's the one that happened right before that? Heart of Hush. Yeah. So she's basically... A recovering double heart transplant. She had to go off and find somewhere to lick her wounds. Yeah. Well, the, the issue one is, like, her getting defeated by doing him the bone crusher, like an absolute Z-grade fuckhead. Oh, and Ivy comes in and is like, Selena, you that, you're pathetic. What's wrong with you? She walks in and you she's like, sick. you're a fucking cat burglar. No shit, you can't fight people. Dumb ho. <laughs> but yeah, so it's basically the three girls are like, um, life is fucked right now. We're just kind of go and cuddle up somewhere and protect each other and do cool shit. Oh, okay. It's pretty good. It's, I always like when, like, the chicks team up and pair up. And Why, are you sexist, Kyle? Yeah, I am. <laughs> you have a problem with that, Trey? Yep. 
What? Why and don't you, you read you, comics you, about transgender heroes, Kyle? Look, go back and read your squirrel girl and come talk to me. Speaking of girl teams, like, um, sucks. like Birds of Prey, they've announced Alan Richardson's going to be Hawk now, and I'm very excited. Yeah. Shut up. Nah, Blood Drive is good. Um, does anyone have a favourite Harley story? I try probably doesn't. Why don't you like the character? I like her in Arkham and Injustice because they make her good. Well, run me through Injustice. I don't read that shit. What what makes her different in that one? She tries to do the right thing, but she's never been a baddie. She just likes a baddie. That's true. As soon as he's not there, she tries to be a good guy. Mm. That's That's true. You go back and look. Like she doesn't really do anything that harms anybody. No, she's mm. not meant to be a villain. And but like, everyone's like, oh, Joker's gone. Yeah, let's make her murder a bunch of kids with bombs. <laughs> like, no, she would try and do the right thing. Because she always did. Yeah, that, that um, one with her and the Peyton Riley even for the first issue, it's just a one-shot. I can't think of the number, who wrote it, or the artist. But, um... Yeah, remember when there was the girl ventriloquist taking over and she pulls Harley out of the asylum it's like, you're going to come work for me? And the first chance she gets, she just immediately rats the ventriloquist out to Batman. And she's all like, what's your fucking problem? And she's like, nah, Arnold was, like, cool. So fuck you. <laughs> and it goes back to this flashback of her the first time she gets put in the asylum but the Joker isn't in the asylum yet. Like, it's the first time she's isolated by herself. Which she should be, because they're prisoners. Oh, she's in the rec room, oh, and no. she's like, fuck, I don't know anyone, my my bow's out. And but, and she's, like, sitting, huddled in a corner, like, sobbing to herself, because there's nothing around her but, like, Victor Zazz's and shit. And then, like, over the head, back of the couch, there's a sock puppet with googly eyes, and it's, like, a little Batman one. Oh. And then there's another sock that looks like the Joker, and, like, they have this little interaction, and then the Joker sock beats the shit out of the Batman sock. And it's Arnold trying to cheer her up. Oh. Old Arnold Wesker, the classic ventriloquist. And, like, his hand's, like, broken. Because oh. he's clearly way too into puppets. And Why he's all like, I just wanted to cheer you up. I don't know. It's like, it's I just so wanted tough. to see you cheer up. Because it's, it's, I know it's a bummer when you first come in here. And then it, like, cuts back to the car and ventriloquist shooting at her. And she's like, no, fuck this bitch. Oh, I know. It's a really good issue, but it's... Well, it's one of those ones I think Paul Dini was in that era it was just like one shots with black and white covers that were um, all really good is it one of the first appearances she has in that? look she only was around for like six months so probably she um, drowned what? yay oh, oh they tried to drown Scarface and she like got tangled in the chain and went down with it oh. into the fucking Gotham Harbor never to be seen again Satana was there wasn't it? Somewhere after 8.37. Yeah. A and yeah, it was all Paul, no, Paul, Dini. Paul Dini and Don Kramer. Mm. I'm just not sure which one it is. Um, well, speaking of Paul Dini, you had a homework related to it for this episode? Oh, we didn't do this. That's I right, we'll, we'll figure it out. Because oh, well. I uh, suck at it. I was going to say I'm... no one told me, but it's... Yeah, it's, it's being said to us. You just don't remember any time we give you our question. Um, Kyle, what, what was it specifically again? 
You try and be sneaky, but the dead air makes it not sneaky. <laughs> I, can't, I don't I think know, you know what sneaky is. I don't is. remember the, the question because I tried to Google it. Okay, There's yeah, only okay. one option. Sorry, we'll work it out. The question was other Paul Dini characters. What? Sorry. Kaya wrote it a bit funny on the shit. We, we were just like jotting down ideas. The con. Um, what other Paul Dini characters? Do we like that we they would that we wish they would use more? So that's the thing about Danny is he took a lot of old characters and made them fucking amazing. Like Mister Freeze was one of like a Maxi Zeus level turd burglar of a villain until he did Heart of Ice and added Nora and all that but stuff to the. I don't get origin. the question. Mm. Making it sound like characters he invented. Mm. Okay, so if you've you got... Google it, he invented Harley Quinn. Oh, there's a, there's a bunch. There's someone okay. said to someone give me the on. list, and everyone said there is isn't one. I'll, I'll back you up. There's a list. Harley, Terry McGuinness, Peyton Riley, Dr. Victor Froze. Wow. Freeze. Fuck you. It smelled funny. I do that every time. Yeah, he revamped Mr. Freeze, and he also is the version of the Mad Hatter that we love. Because before that, he was just a dude who would steal hats. There were famous hats. Like, he'd go after the crown jewels, and he's like, Let's, how about we do all this really invented. cool? No, those Stop. two are ones he revamped. The rest of the ones he just... invented. Every other one no, is no, an invention. No, no, it's just Paul You can just do whatever. Um, Dr. Mm-hmm. Axel? The guy who invented oh, yeah, Mr. Freeze doesn't even have a Wikipedia link of his yeah, name. Yeah, because he was a shit character. And Lock up, got fixed. which is one of your favourites. Okay. I love almost everyone on this list, because this was my, like, golden age of comics. Ferris Boyle. Oh, that's scumfuck. Nora. Baby Doll. Yeah, Baby Doll's one of them. <laughs> the Carpenter. Oh, I love The Carpenter as well. Well, have you ever heard of The Carpenter, Meg? No, I don't think I have. So, you know how, like... It's Jesus. It's not Jesus. Awesome. Isn't yeah. he a carpenter? Yeah. I read, you know I how read. it goes into like how you need a Lucius Fox to facilitate Batman's gadgets and you need like Harold the mute dwarf in the cave working on the Batmobile and all that sort of stuff? Mm. So the carpenter is like the villain one. She's like this chick whose name I am forgetting. She has freckles and overalls and she builds hideouts and death traps for everyone. Wow. Yeah. And she's, she's got all the... um tools and equipment that someone would have so they always go to her to like I need a drill to get into a safe and she's like yeah sure whatever but it's like oh we need to build a hideout she's like alright here we go <laughs> this is where my jam is oh. I think she's a easter egg reference in the Arkham games but she is not touched much okay um you might be able to shed some light on this Roger and Marla Elliot uh Hush's dad mum okay <laughs> Dad and mum is what I was going to try and say there. I figured but I wasn't sure. The broker? Dad, mom. Um, the broker is literally the carpenter, but a real estate agent. Abuse? I need, I need a death trap. Well, we got a really nice abandoned warehouse on the docks. Um, I really feel like the cops would go, hey, these last three cop uh, villain hideouts were all sold by the same guy. We should probably like arrest him and take his license. Like I don't know how he gets hold of the houses, but he's, he's like a black market one-man real estate agent. What, what are your feelings on abuse? Abuse? Is that a character? Colin Wilkes. Who? Colin Wilkes. I don't know It's that. the orphan that gets abducted by the scarecrow, and then Batman has to go and rescue him. Uh, that might be more Tracer than me. What? Um, scarecrow abducts a little boy. Makes a robin called abuse. Um, <laughs> Colin was injected with venom and then inhaled fear gas, and so he attacks Batman. 
because he has like a um because he has both the venom and the fear toxin like combined in his body. Yeah. He basically becomes Bang Scarecrow. Bangcrow. Bangcrow. Oh yeah, kind just of. some muscly dude. Um, he has best friends with Damian Wayne. Oh well, we don't like him probably. Though. Get in the trash. Well, that's no. I, I, don't, I don't think. Well, I don't like it. I didn't. Don't Who else? The whole thing Let's get away from here. Let's move on. And then you got March Harriet. I have found someone who used movie jokers as an ad for not doing drugs. It's like Heath Ledger, it says like meth, Jared Ledger says crack. <laughs> Don't do drugs, kids. Don't do them. Unless um, someone else tells you to. Then still won't do them. Yeah, and, yeah, you've also because got Baby Doll are... and Red Claw as well. That really didn't go anywhere, but I love Baby Doll, and that would be terrifying in a live action fucking movie. It'd essentially be that orphan film. That but, with bad. Batman, but, but also, Batman's there, making it good. Yeah. Somebody do that. <laughs> Some someone in Hollywood do a baby doll movie. Yeah, baby um, doll's pretty though. Fucking, she's terrifying, and I love it. Um, which, which character would you like to get more action? Because Harley Quinn is the one that sort of shot off like a rocket, but there's so many other good characters there to play with. Um, Peyton's pretty exciting. I do like. Yeah, it adds a weird element to the ventriloquist if he's also fucking the puppet. Yeah. That adds something to it. Huh? Yeah. I am mortified. She's banging it. Yeah, she, she's the Harley Quinn to the Scarface dummy. Yeah, but how does she bang it? Because she's got a fucking head injury and she doesn't know what she's doing. And she fucking drowns. I'm so bummed out because I had a great time with Riley until she disappeared. I like all the, um, like, his takes on the Alice in Wonderland characters mm. as well. So Carpenter, March Harriet. Who fucked up her head? Um, she got, like, shot in a mob dispute because she was dating a dude. Okay. She was pretty much offered from one mob boss to a young mob boss. It's like, hey, let's join forces by you marrying my daughter. And he's like, yeah, right. And then he gets paranoid and she's like, oh, he's, she's on to me. I'll shoot her in the head. She's part of the Irish gangsters. I'm very sorry for her that Johnny Sabatino is dead. Wow. Her ex-husband. She also dated Hush briefly. She was but pretty cool dead. though because she wears like a Jessica Rabbit dress. Yeah, she is. I really like the character. You don't get much of it though. Um, I no, think that's why it'd be nice for them to bring her back. I think there's a thing. Such a small. Right. There's a there's a trade yeah. called um like Detective Casebook. I think all of her stuff is in that. Yeah. Because it all fit into one trade. But she has, like, um, she has some stuff along, like, um, Lock Up and Firefly and Kill em Off and that. Yeah. That's all in the Gotham Underground stuff. Yeah. Um, Trey, you like Lock Up. He's funny. Lyle Bolton, his name is. He's Lock up's Lyle. Lyle Bolton. That's a good name. Yeah, he's good. He, he, he's mean. Um,. Uh, yeah, his episode of the anime series is just called Lock Up. I'm, it's probably on YouTube if you want to take a look. But he's just police brutality as a villain. It's a good time. Oh, no. And he's actually older, well, in comics anyway, he's older than Harley. Because mm. he's from Robin 26. Yeah, he made a first appearance before Harley did. In 1996. Yeah, it's a good one. And he's just like a big beast dude. 
Yeah, he's fucking... I like in the anime series that people could be ripped than Batman all the time. Like, him, who was the ventriloquist? Like Rhino. He was just a henchman who was just, like, two stories tall for no fucking reason. That's awesome. All the characters in the animated series, though, are, like, giant triangles. Yeah, they're all big barrel-chested monsters. They look like upside-down pyramids. Mm-hmm. They've all got, like, shoulder pads and stuff. So their shoulders are, like, this wide. And then it goes down to tiny little ankles. Yeah, he's pretty yeah. much wearing riot shields as shoulder pads. As, like, that's what the character wears. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's pretty funny. You'd probably be looking at them like, how do you balance? How do you hold yourself up on those? Well, that's, I think... Mm. Oh, because that's like the Bruce Timm style. Everyone's super broad shoulders, but has like little tiny feet. Mm. That's why none of the action figures will stand up. Um, I think in his episode of animated series, like he fits a girl on his shoulder. There's still shoulder left. Like she's literally chucked over his shoulder, but there's still like two foot of shoulder either side of her. He would make how big he is. He would make for an amazing live action movie because. His character just captures. He he pretty much kidnaps villains before they can get sent to Arkham because Arkham's a shithole, oh. and he just locks them up on an abandoned battleship. That's just like in the, out on the ocean. That's cool. But if you did him as a live action one, you could cameo every fucking villain so easily, and you could get a taste of everything. Yeah, just yeah. throwing everyone into a live action movie with no explanation worked real well, didn't it? Have you even seen Batman Live? What? It was a theatre performance that literally did that. Wow. Yeah, but look how well their movie franchise is going. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm saying. Give me all of them before it gets rebooted again. Flashpoint. I want to see March Hare before Flashpoint comes. Actually, we saw March Hare last comic. Oh, no. The comic engine before. And Toby was like, oh. It's funny. Oh. She's just an Easter bunny. But I mean, what? She's better than the White Rabbit. Who was also there with her? Yeah, but she's she got reused in the New 52. She's just a playboy bunny with super speed. Uh, she's a bunny. Yeah. Kind of, you get that. So who's your favourite? You think Peyton Riley's the best one? Yeah, I'd like to see her used again. But after the, um, the White Lantern saga... Arnold comes back and there's really no reason to have her anymore. But she's better than the new 52 from Trillifist. Why, what's that one? Uh, she had... What's the magic where you can just levitate and move objects around for no reason? Yeah, she's got Wingardium Leviosa. <laughs> Inexplicably, and she's really like gross to look at and the art's bad because it's that one artist that made Bad Girl's eyes super close together. Oh. Yeah, her ears are like a kilometre from her fucking eye. Oh, wow. That's not yeah, it's not. Especially going from Ed Bennis, who's like one of my favorites. That's comics are great if you have a good artist. Yeah, it has to be pretty. That's the thing about um, Gotham Sirens. It's all Gilliam March stuff. That's pretty. That's that's cheating by hiring that guy. He he knows how to draw a lady. He knows too much. Oh no! Oh, no. Not too much. Not too much. Um, and with that, ladies and future boys, one of my most fanboy episodes of the School for Wayward Nerds has come to an end. If you want to hear more about Harley Quinn, subscribe 
to the podcast and get next week's episode the moment it's out. Um, at any rate, you know, rate and review us while you're at it. Like us on Facebook and follow us at wayward underscore nerds. I've been Toby DePaulo, joined by Kirsten. I'm here. Megan Chikatilo. Hello. And the White Collar. Stay tuned for <laughs> the saddest episode I'll ever record, The Fall of Harley Quinn. Ta-ta, bitches. Because I just got all your fur and that's disgusting. <laughs> it's, it's Iron Girl, baby. Oh, no. <laughs> Bless you, Trey. Bless you, Trey, buddy.